Welcome to Faith Dragon, the podcast where we help each other make the changes that we want to make and some of the changes that we don't really want to make but that we know we should make and we probably should do something. Yeah, sometimes what you really need is just a kick in the butt. Sometimes you need someone to grab your hand, pat you on the shoulder, and pull you along. Hopefully we'll find a nice middle ground with a little bit of a little bit of umph, but tenderness, compassion. Because I am you. I am trying to make some changes in my life. I've made a few of them, but we're, no, we're not going to stop changing. We always got more things to, to, to do. We're on episode 11 here. Uh, had a good run of 10 episodes. Almost all of them back-to-back. Uh, we skipped one a week in there, and then the holidays hit, and just everything, boom. So i got to be honest. I might be pulling it back to every other week just based on life and stuff. But I'm excited today to talk about uh, this concept that I've implemented in my life recently. Um, actually, in the past month and a half or so, this idea that in order to make uh, a really big change in your life, you got to start with the smallest version of the thing that you want to change and practice the change. So this comes down to the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. It comes down to our identity. Now, we know that our identity is ultimately rooted in Christ. If God made us, he defines us. He defines our value. He gave us all a purpose, strengths, and weaknesses and such. And our identity in Christ is that we are given his righteousness instead of being seen as our own sinful selves. But this is like identity, not like a salvific identity. I'm talking about like the things that you believe about yourself. So our behavior is born out of the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are and about what we're capable of. And as uh, as sinful humans, we're really not capable of anything good. But fortunately, part of that identity shift that Christ gives us is that he gives us a new heart and he gives us his Holy Spirit. And so... Whenever I say things we're capable of, what I really mean is because Jesus has set us free from the bonds of sin, we're now able to do good works that honor Christ, and we're able to change over time to be more like Christ. This process is called sanctification. You've heard me talk about that before. So there are some things that are like moral changes, like... Let's say you're a habitual liar and you want to stop lying. That's like a moral issue, right? God says do not bear false witness against your neighbor. So that's like a clear thing. We want to cut that out cold turkey. There are other kinds of changes that are not like moral changes. They're either like wisdom-based changes or or health-based changes. Like the Bible says that... Though all things are lawful, not all things are profitable. So there's some things we may want to change about our lifestyle that are not like moral right or wrong, but they're just more in line with the kind of person that we want to be, the kind of person that God wants us to be, or maybe just maybe moral, maybe neutrally, uh, morally neutral. And I want to share with you guys two examples of things that I've, I'm changing and have changed and I'm working on recently. And then I've got some scripture to sort of uh, encourage you and to contemplate for yourself to think about things you might want to change. 
there are two stories that I've always told myself going back to, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old that I'm, I'm changing this year. So there's two things about my identity in 2023 that I want to change. I've always told myself that I am a physically weak person. And I've always told myself that I'm not a reader. Reading is not something that I do for fun. Now this, uh, both of these things kind of go back to, uh, like I was talking about, uh, middle school, 11, 12, grade, 11, 12 years old. Growing up, I played baseball in recreational league um, pretty much every year since I was like six up to like 11 or something, first through fifth grade. And when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I tried out for the school baseball team. Now, again, I've been playing for years and I love playing baseball. Love to play catch, you know, throwing and catching. Was not super great with hitting the ball, batting. Was not super fast, but I enjoyed the game. And like I said, my strength was really in, in throwing. Not pitching, but like uh, like left field, you know, throwing it in, in infield. Anywho. Well, I tried out for the team and did not make it. Like, it was clear that I was bottom tier uh, player based on the other people who auditioned or tried out. And so I think ever since then, I've sort of had this story that uh, I'm not I'm not good at sports. I'm not good at physical activity. Everyone else is faster than me or stronger than me or whatever. And there's been a couple of times where I've exercised. Maybe I like went running. Like I've generally preferred running over any sort of like weight training or anything. I took one semester of weight training in college because I needed a physical education credit. And I think that was the semester before I got married. So I had kind of an ulterior motive with a weight training class. I also took a dance class that semester <laughs> before I got married um, in college. So, you know, everybody wants to look, look nicer for their wedding day. And, um, Anywho, so other than those few examples, I've not really been a physically strong person or not really wanted to read. Uh, I had to read a lot as a kid for like these uh, school. You, you got to get so many points. You read a book, you take a little test, and, and it really became more about completion. How many books can you complete? Not necessarily learning or enjoying it, but just completion. Finish a book, take a test. Finish a book, take a test. And I don't know if that was it or there was something else, but to me, reading has always been about finishing a book. There are a couple of like nonfiction books that I've read that I really enjoy, but it's because I was reading it to get something out of it. I was reading it to accomplish, you know, to grow in a certain area. Um, communication is a big one. Um, some marriage books, things like that. I've never really read for fun because in my head, reading is about finishing a book. So I'm changing my identity this year to I'm a person who has fun reading. I am a person who takes care of my body. And the takes care of my body one is sort of a two-parter, but the first thing I'm going to focus on is, is exercise, moving my body. So here's something that I've done um, in the past few uh, weeks, I guess like a month, month and a half, that's really made the difference for me. Finding the smallest version of the thing that I wanted to change and practicing the change. So... You might uh, think New Year's resolutions, um, you always hear about people who start going to the gym and then they fall off the bandwagon like the end of January and, and they stop going. And it, there's a lot of examples like that. And I think 
part of the reason people struggle with that is because all they see is the big picture. They, they think, I want to exercise so that I can have these muscles, or I want to exercise so that I can lose this weight. And they've got some sort of destination in mind. They've got some sort of thing they want to check off the list, kind of like going back to me in reading books. And what people aren't, I feel like what we struggle with as humans, and I struggle with, is breaking down the bigger problems. Like if my goal would be to lose weight or build muscle, that's like the end result that I want, but I, I'm not breaking that down into small chunks, right? You have to break that down into what is the smallest victory, right? And so don't say, I want to lose 50 pounds. Say, I want to lose five pounds. If you can lose five pounds, you just do that 10 times and then you got 50. But if you say, I want to lose 50 pounds and at the end of week one, you're not lost any weight, you know, let's say, say you lost one pound, right? Like that's discouraging, but if your goal is to lose five pounds, one pound is progress, right? That's 20% of your goal. So breaking down your goals into little chunks and doing the little things and practicing them. So one of the things I'm doing is I found a 15 minute per day program for uh, exercise that I can just slot into my morning routines. 15 minutes every day, take Sundays off. And it's not a, oh, my gym, like Tuesdays and Fridays or Mondays and Thursdays are my exercise days like in college when I would exercise or go running I picked like two days two or three days a week and I would run for half an hour and it was this long uh, sometimes more and it was this long thing and when I had my weight training class like it was a whole class period a couple times a week and so it's always a special thing you have to go do you have to go somewhere like a track and run or, or, or a gym and, and do weights 15 minutes a day I can do in my living room right before I make my breakfast so I'm just Putting the smallest thing. If I want to be a person who takes care of my body and I want to move my body every day, find the smallest version. And I found, I heard about this program. Um, it's called Maps 15. It's by the the Mind Pump Media uh, Company. You can look it up. I don't, I'm not. I don't have an affiliation or anything with them. That's just uh, if you're curious. That's what I've been using. Uh, but anyway, it's got something I can do just in the morning. I don't have to think about it. I get up, I brush my teeth, and then I go do my exercise and make breakfast. And it honestly feels just like that. Like I just, I just do it. Um, I don't have to dramatically change my routine. I don't have to take large chunks of time away from my family. It's just a 15 minute thing every day, just part of my routine. And now I feel, you know, again, I'm not building a ton of muscle, but I feel more confident in my body. I feel more physically stable. My balance is getting better. And so you see, I'm practicing the changes. I want to, if I want to be a person who takes care of my body, I do 15 minutes, a little thing. What's the littlest thing you can do? Um, so this is not something I do like again on a special occasion. I, I do it every day because I'm a person who takes care of my body. Um, the second part of taking care of your body is what you eat. And I didn't want to take off that, uh, bite, I guess that chunk of thing. I, I'm not tackling that part of it right now. Cause I'm trying to get the exercise down, right? If I get the exercise routine in, then I can add layer in the diet. Um, I've been practicing saying no to sweets on a whim. That's the thing I'm practicing right now. Uh, once I get my exercise and I feel really confident in it, I'm going to hopefully come up with a plan. So what's the smallest bit of diet I can improve? So if you have any ideas, please send them to me. I would love to hear your ideas on, um, good ways to improve your diet. But second thing that I'm changing is the reading. Uh, I found this thousand page novel that has like 75 chapters and several interludes, like nine or 10 interludes mixed in there. Uh, the audiobook is 45 hours long and, but the setting and the aesthetic and the uh, the world building and everything is the kind of 
stuff I love. Uh, the book is called The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, and it's it's book one out of what will be a 10-book series. Uh, book five is supposed to come out sometime next year. And in my head, I'm like, this is ginormous. I would never read this, you know? And then I got to thinking, well, what if my goal is not to finish it, but just to enjoy reading? Like, this is subject matter I would enjoy reading. And what if the more of the book there is, the more time that I get to spend enjoying it? The same characters and stuff. My wife even said, my wife said that she loves long books because that means she gets to spend more time with the characters. And I thought, well, I didn't think about it like that. You know, in my head, reading a book is about finishing the book. But again, I'm trying to practice that mindset shift. So now I'm not reading for completion. I'm reading for the journey. I'm reading for the progress along the way. I'm not I'm not reading for, for completion. By my calculations, it should take me about three months to finish this book. I mean, that to me, that's forever. But if I'm a person who has fun reading, then three months doesn't matter because I'm going to be reading you know, all year. It doesn't matter how many books I read if I'm enjoying the process and I'm reading for fun. So I'm, I'm a person who has fun reading. I'm going to take three months to read a thousand page novel and that's like 10 pages a night or something. I mean, it's, it, it's not that crazy. So breaking it down to the smallest chunk, my goal eventually would be to read all 10, or I guess they probably won't be out anytime soon, but the first 5,000 page books, right? That's a big task, but what am I, I'm breaking it down to what can I do every night? Just enjoy 10 pages of, of, you know, the type of world building and content and aesthetic I really enjoy. Um, so that's some kind of changes I'm making in my life. And hopefully that's like some inspiration for you and some give, maybe give you some ideas about, uh, things you can change, uh, or ways, you know, you can break down your, the things you want to change or break them down. Um, I had a Bible verse. Uh, passage from first John that was talking about practicing righteousness versus practicing sinfulness. And it's not a perfect, uh, it's not a one-to-one sort of correlation with this idea that I've been talking about. But the reason I chose it for today's episode is because it talks about practicing, uh, practicing righteousness and practicing sinfulness. Um, so I'm just going to read it real quick and maybe comment along the way. Um, and then talk about how maybe that applies to this concept and then we're going to close out with a prayer. So from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. See how great a love the Father has given us, that we would be called children of God. And in fact, we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has his hope set on him purifies himself just as he is pure. So that's that's kind of wordy. But basically what it's saying is we're children of God and we're not where we're going to be. Like we know that when we get to heaven, we'll be made perfect in him. But we're not there yet, right? So when Jesus appears, we'll be like him in heaven. But we're not there yet. But we know we're still his children. So again, we're going back to identity being rooted in a child of God. And we're becoming more like him. Um, and one day we will be made perfect. Okay, picking up in verse 4. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness because sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared, and he talking about Jesus, you know that Jesus appeared in order to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who remains in him sins continually, and no one who sins continually has seen him or knows him. Verse 7. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. 
The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as Jesus is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one has been born of God practices sin, because his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin continually because he has not been born of God. Or because, sorry, because he has been born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother and sister. So, this passage is uh, is dealing with moral issues, right? Like someone who's continually sinning is clearly separated from God. It says if you're in God, then you do not con- sin continually. And it doesn't mean that you stop sinning for like permanently what it means is like the same sin so like if you're struggling with a particular sin god promises that he will over help you overcome that so if you're like stuck in a rut of the same sin over and over again that's a sign that like you know you may need this passage is basically saying that like god will give you the power to overcome that and if someone is stuck in sin and literally can't break out then that's like a sign that maybe they're not a child of god um, which is a totally separate podcast, but just throwing that out there. The idea is that we practice changes and, and God makes us better over time. It's not just like overnight we're brand new. You know, we won't be perfect till we get to heaven. Um, so yeah, the passage is, is a little bit different, but I thought it would, uh, kind of spur on some ideas. Cause I know some changes I want to make, um, like spending more time in intentional prayer. That's something that's a very spiritual change. Again, I want to practice that. What's like the smallest thing I can do? I'm going to take that home as my homework. What's the smallest way that I can add prayer, add more prayer to my life? That's a good question. That'll be my homework. What's your homework? What's the smallest thing that you want to change? What's the, what's, what's the big goal that you have that that you need to break down? And uh, if you have something that is a big goal for you. I'd love to hear about it. You can send it to Ethan at faithdragon.com. And maybe we can start a dialogue about helping you break down that big problem into some small chunk. Um, I'd love to start a conversation. Or uh, again, if you have any ideas about ways to improve, little ways to improve diet, that's some, one of my goals, or ways to add prayer to add prayer to my life. I'd love to hear it um, at Ethan at faithdragon.com. If you could just send me an email. Uh, I'm going to close out with a uh, with a prayer, um, just asking God to help us uh, day by day, step by step, little by little. He cares about the details, um, so he knows what we need to do. Lord, thank you for your word. It's an encouragement to me just now. Pray that it be an encouragement to others. Thank you for this uh, gift of a podcast, this medium that... Frankly, you're using to grow me. I pray that it would be a blessing to others. Um, Thank you for the ability to change, for giving us a new heart, for not leaving us stuck in our sinful ways, but imparting your righteousness on us, for giving us your spirit that empowers us to overcome uh, the devil, empowers us to overcome our sinful uh, temptations, God. I pray for anyone right now who's struggling with a a habitual sin or who's been sinning in an area and wants to break out of that God you promise that if we depend on you and uh, you know we trust you that you will help us break out of those bonds uh, you've already broken the chains 
So we're asking just that we would open our eyes and see the freedom you've already given us, Lord. Um, and for anyone who's got a, you know, something that's not necessarily a, a sin matter, but just a, maybe a wisdom matter or, or something they personally want to um, change, I pray that you would give them inspiration this week for, for one thing they can do differently, God. Bring them, draw them closer to yourself, closer to the person you um, designed them to be, God. Uh, I just lift up uh, that person today. But we love you, Lord, and as always, we thank you for the many blessings you've bestowed on us and uh, your son, Jesus, who uh, is so sweet to know Jesus, Lord. Um, We love you. Amen.